Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Deutimus Maximus Helps. Today, our subject is going to be, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? You Sometimes you see stuff on the news, for instance, or in the paper, or online, and you look at it and you go, what were they thinking? So, first of all, if you've never been to this podcast before, this is a podcast here to give a little advice for uh, caretakers and let them know that they're not out there in America on their own. There are other people out here who have been there and done that and have seen their person who they caretaked for all the way through. So, on the caretaker front, I'd just like to say, patience is a virtue. You can never be too patient when you're dealing with... Um, several types of caretaking. I mean, there could be Alzheimer's, there could be Lou Gehrig's, it could be a, a, a non-audible, um, there's several things it could be, and you, there's such a variety of ways to go about it, but kindness, kindness is the most important thing you can share when you're a caretaker and you're taking care of somebody. <clears throat> Excuse me. It'd be ever so kind to make sure that, uh, that they know that you're there to support them and that you love them and that it's that things are going to be okay because you're there. You're going to make sure that the best quality of life that you can give them is there because of you. You can do this. You're not the only one. There are several places you can go, and I've given out this phone number and these websites a couple times now, and I'm just going to go ahead and give them out again. If you're frustrated and you don't know where to turn, go to Caregiver Action Network. And they have a phone number you can call. It's 1-855-227-3640. If you don't want to get on the phone and talk to somebody, if you want to go to a website, uh, one of the more popular ones is caregiver.org, and that's spelled C-A-R-E-G-I-V-E-R dot org, O-R-G. Another one you can go to is caregiverssupportservices.com. And that's spelled C is all one word C A R E G I V E R S U P P O R T S E R V I C E S dot C O M. I'm sure there's a wealth of resources there. Um, there's plenty more I could go ahead and share on here, but if if you do have a computer, just Google caretaker and see what comes up. There is a wealth and a plethora of information that is out there. It's to be had. All you have to do is, you know, be willing to get around and look for it because um, it's there. You just need to find it. All right. Now back to today's episode. What were they thinking? One thing, story that I can tell that I saw recently on the news, I think this happened yesterday or the day before, there was an implosion in Dallas of a building. And they went about it methodically, setting up all the charges and everything. And when they imploded it, the whole building didn't fall. The middle portion of it stayed upright. I'm sure you've seen this on the news or even online. So they didn't formulate it right to begin with. The outside of the building falls, but the interior structure is still standing and leaning like the Leaning Tower of Pizza right now. And then they send in a wrecking ball. And this wrecking ball... It looks like a little tiny thing compared to the building. It looks like it, like a marble they've had on a chain that they're flinging up against the building. And they're threatening to send in Miley Cyrus on her wrecking ball. How embarrassing is that for a construction company like that? 
So that it's, it just makes me think, what were they thinking? How come they didn't get it right to begin with to knock down the internal structure? So the whole building imploded within, that's what an implosion is folding in within itself, as opposed to the outside coming down and the middle part still leaning. So in life, be prepared, make sure that you're able to think your way through these situations here. This is somebody's job man. somebody is going to be looking bad over this deal because not only is it on the internet, but it made the world news. It made the world news tonight and is all around the world. And somebody is taking a black eye over this thing, man. Um, hopefully they'll get it knocked down today or tomorrow. I'm not sure what the actual plan was. I just happened to catch a brief glimpse of the article and see it on the news this morning when I got up. Be prepared in life. If you're going to implode a building, think like a building imploder. Think like you know every angle of that building. You should have went through every girder, every floor, every stairwell, everything that connected anything together and made sure that the charge was there to make the whole thing implode down. How did you miss that the, it looked like the interior of the building had like a, I don't know, a concrete structure that went straight up that was concrete all the way around. And even the little wrecking ball, when it's hitting, it doesn't look like it's doing much damage. So you screwed up the implosion. Why do you send a little teeny tiny wrecking ball in there? Could you not borrow one from somebody? I mean, couldn't you explain your situation? Hey, I was the one who imploded that building. It's still standing. I'm got a black eye. I'm embarrassed. Can I just borrow your wrecking ball for a day or two? I'll bring it back washed. That's what I would do. But then again, I'm not a guy who knocks down buildings for a living, but somebody did that. So once again, think, be well prepared. Make sure you're well thought out. If you're going to bring the building down, make sure you have all your um, I's dotted, all your T's crossed. Make sure that uh, things are going to go right so that all you have to do is get the tractors loaded in the dump truck and haul dump truck trailer loads off and, you know, make sure that the building gets hauled out of there and make way for the new thing. Whatever kind of progress they should have already been made is halted now because they didn't plan this thing properly and when they sent the wrecking ball in, they sent a little dinky old wrecking ball, man. I'm not kidding you. It looked like a marble on a chain. Well, it looked like a marble with a strap over the top of it. And then there was a tire and then a chain that came down from the crane. <laughs> That's how they were trying to knock it down. Well, the wrecking ball is smaller than the tire. That should have been dead giveaway right there. When they unloaded off the truck or whenever they brought it in, they should have said, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's the wrong size wrecking ball right there. It's smaller than the tire. So maybe, maybe it had a healthy history of, you know, just doing massive damage to humongous structures and knocking stuff down. I don't know. I can't speak negatively against the wrecking ball. This is about people not thinking, going ahead and doing stuff and then making people say, what were they thinking? Once again, I can only stress and say that to be on your game a hundred percent all the time, because don't think that there aren't other people out there who are thinking and they may be able to outthink you. You don't know. So you don't want to show a chink in your armor. You want to make sure your thinking game is on point so that other people don't stand back, look at you, and say, what were they thinking? Another story here recently I saw on the news, and I just couldn't believe this one at all. Here's a man in California who builds these steam-powered rockets for He's retired, so apparently that's his hobby. I'm not absolutely sure. He built one and went out to the desert and launched it. 
and it came down something had happened to one of the parachutes or something and it came down too fast and in a bad trajectory and when he landed he, he broke his back so when I'm watching this news story and I'm learning that okay he survived this one and you know now he's building a second rocket and I was thinking to myself what was this guy thinking what what is your purpose it's like a big Estes rocket it goes up in the air to so much to such a height that it runs out of fuel and then it comes back down to the ground what is your mission here admiral what what's going on in there what are you thinking <laughs> i mean were you gonna like go to make it where you could go to the space station or the rocket was dinky you know compared to some of these rockets you see that launch straight up now and then when they land they come straight back down and land and it's it's quite a feat to see, especially since I came up through the space race and saw you know the man on the moon in '69, and um, there were several things I got to see because of the era that I was born, and I enjoy those kind of things, man. They're good memories for me and stuff. It's way before the internet. Back then, the internet was black and white TV. You they were still working on color TVs. Um, you probably had them maybe in Taiwan or over there, but they were very scarce in the United States. Color TV was very scarce. Excuse me. Going back to the guy with the rockets. So he launches the first one. They, he invites the media out there. They film it. You know, it gets put all over everything. But it, something happened with one of the parachutes. And like I said, he came down at a bad trajectory. He hits the ground so hard he breaks his back and has to go through a recovery period for broken back. Okay. Now, if that's not the Lord's way of saying, hey, you need a bigger helmet next time. Um, maybe you shouldn't do that again. I don't, you know, I've heard of the story of Icarus, but I don't think uh, men are supposed to fly in steam powered rockets with little tiny parachutes on them that make them break their back. That just sounds like something that is not conducive of what I would like. I agree. I cannot help but agree. I, here is this guy who took the initiative to put himself in danger the first time and broke his back and then said, you know what? I know what I did wrong. I think I can do it again without breaking my back. And I'm not saying don't in life not stretch out there and test your theories, test your goals, man. I keep saying it and I'll say it again. I've said it before. I'll say it in the future. Be the best you you can be. But if you're going to do that, make sure that the thinking that you're doing is in the right direction and not the left direction. When you start thinking in the left direction, Things like, oh, I don't know, you launch your first rocket, something happens to the parachute, you come down with the wrong trajectory, and you break your back. If you thought of the ideas like that and actually exercise them like this gentleman did, people are probably looking at you saying, what were you thinking? So, nonetheless, all I can say is that things like that that don't end up well, those should be lessons that you learn in life. And I did a podcast on lessons probably 10 or 11 podcasts ago. That's pretty good and interesting one to find out about. Some of the lessons we learn in life just happened to us at the time. Well, here is something this guy made happen. He didn't let it happen. He made this happen and broke his back like, and came back and built another rocket, which was on the news. I don't know if he launched it over the weekend. It was here like in the last couple of days when he launched this thing. I think it was over the weekend. He didn't make it this time. When the rocket first took off, one of the parachutes came out and got caught in the, the jet wash of the rocket and it sent it in a weird angle. And uh, they think that he was already, uh, 
something had happened in the cab while it was launching to him. And when he went up and came back down, he didn't pull the, there's three parachutes. So he had two parachutes left and he didn't pull the parachutes and it came down nose first and slammed into the desert floor. And if he wasn't dead already, it killed him instantly. And I feel bad for the gentleman who thought to the left, use that left thinking instead of that right thinking. He launched it once and it didn't work and he broke his back and came down hard. And when he came down this time, if he was still alive, I feel bad for that gentleman because he knew what was coming. He'd already been there once before. He had already been there once before and realized it didn't work and built another rocket only to have the same thing happen again without parachutes. So it came, you know, it came down like gravity was sucking it to the earth as fast as it could. And when it hit, it was out in the desert and there was a big, you know, plume of dust and stuff. And all the people that were filming it, you know, they were uh, mortified. I mean, here you're watching somebody die right in front of you, man. What was even worse is they showed it on the news and little kids even watched the news. Sad, sad situation where you stand back and you look at somebody and you say, what were they thinking? I just, I don't get it. I've said it before, I've said it again, and I'm, I've said the said thing several times. Think, think your way through life, man. Make sure that the thoughts you're doing are making positive progress for you. You don't want to think about something and expend some energy that does some, has a negative effect on you, which is what happened to the man they called the rocket man. And, you know, he broke his back the first time. That, how much more negative, and can you see that that was going to be a bad situation, then you went ahead and built another rocket and killed yourself. That is some left thinking for sure. Make sure that you're thinking you're expending energy on something that's going to be fruitful in your life, something that's going to, you know, give you some satisfaction. You could say, I really thought my way through that, man, it worked great. Um, it's, it's just how you have to be in life. Cause once again, other people are out there thinking just like you, man, they may want to be you and try and find a way to take down the champ for me. Um, to be the champ, you have to beat the champ. That's the way I roll, man. I mean, and I will always live my life like that, even when I'm 110, because I am going to live to be 110. And one of the big reasons is because I'm not going to build a rocket and launch myself up and come crashing down. I like to expend my energy on more fruitful things. So there's several stories that I can think of here recently in the you know vicinity of the last month or so. One was the mother in Texas who had a friend for many years. It was like a, a best friend to her who faked a whole pregnancy while her friend was pregnant. And then once the baby was born, waited for her move and allegedly took her back to her apartment in Texas. That was like a hundred miles away or 80, however many miles away and killed the mother and stuck her in the trunk of her car and tried to claim the baby as her own. What were you thinking? What kind of far-fetched harebrained scheme was that? So you can't procreate. You're having trouble procreating. Adopt. Adopt a baby. There's lots of orphanages around the world who are willing to give up a child just so they have one less mouth to feed and to provide you some happiness, man. Adopt a baby. Don't kill your friend. Okay, allegedly kill your friend but then denied it the whole time, acted like she was close to the case, like things were happening, only so she could stay close to in here if they were coming closer to her in the end. 
But when they found her friend's body in her car, I mean, that's kind of a, forgive the pun, but a dead giveaway. I mean, that is the proof in the pudding, man. That is the smoking barrel, as far as I'm concerned. You just left yourself wide open for a possible murder charge. It's definitely a kidnapping charge because the baby's still there. They did the DNA test. It matches the uh, other couple. You That faking a whole pregnancy thing and then having her boyfriend believe she was pregnant, and man, that's, uh, that's pretty extreme. There's a special place for people like you, and I'm thinking that you're on your destination to it right now. Um, don't be one of those special people in life where you come up with these harebrained schemes. I say harebrained. What I mean by harebrained, let me just rephrase that. It's something that I wouldn't have thought of or even in a million years considered thinking of doing. That is just so um, anti-human nature, man. You want to take another person's life to take their baby while you fake this pregnancy all along and had your boyfriend convinced that you were pregnant when you weren't, man, once again, there's a special place for you. And I think you're heading there, man, but this is the kind of things that I want to say that make people think. Thinking is what it's all about because you don't want other people to look at you and say, what were they thinking? This lady left every opportunity open for them to come back and get all up in her mix her whole plan was foiled. It wasn't, it was never really a plan to begin with. It had to have been this whimsical dream and not thought out at all. How could you not think that they weren't going to come find you and the baby? Especially when the mother's body is in the trunk of your car. I just, once again, I look at some people and I say, well, what were they thinking? This one just it baffles me because it goes basically right against human nature. Humans are supposed to be kind to each other and considerate. And none of that you know, apparently happened here at all. So don't let other people look at you and give you that opportunity, especially if you're going to have to go behind bars now. You're in jail. You're probably headed to the penitentiary. Terrible idea. That's so non-thought out. It's left thinking as opposed to right thinking. And it'll definitely make you say, what was that lady thinking? So, a couple of other things, and one was a real tragedy because of the nine people who were involved and died, and including of the nine was the helicopter pilot. Everybody, nobody made it out of this. And it should have been something that should have been well thought out to even begin with. Somebody should have looked out the window and said, it's foggy, I can't even see the cars in the parking lot. They never should have got on the helicopter that time. And yes, I'm talking about the nine people that died on the chartered helicopter by Kobe Bryant, where Kobe himself and his daughter Gianna died. What a terrible tragedy. Here is a shining star, man, a, a planet burning as bright as he can, man. He is an enigma, a legend. But in, I don't know if he insisted on flying. Nobody's come right out and said yet if the pilot insisted on flying, but I know the people in the tower that were communicating with the helicopter the whole time were like, you know, you probably shouldn't be flying. And even though this guy had special certification, it would be easy to get turned around in fog that you can't even see. It's like pea soup. You know, I mean, you don't know which way is up or down. You don't know which way is left or right. You don't know which way is north, south, east, and west. Yes, you have instruments in front of you, but could they be malfunctioning? 
We'll never know. All we know is that a great risk was taken and a horrible tragedy unfurled. And I feel bad for all the families. Yes, I feel bad for uh, Kobe's wife, and especially since she lost two, but there was a family there that lost three. There was uh, another individual lady who was parted from her family. There were several things that happened that could have been avoided if somebody said, flying in the fog, what are you thinking? Flying in the fog is, I hate driving in it. I live in a little town west of the city that I work in, and sometimes the, it's in a valley, and you have to drive up out of the valley onto a plateau, and the city is up further on that plateau. And in the valley, it's especially bad, but driving the to the crest of the plateau, it gets thick right there. It's when the you know, fog is when the clouds come all the way down on the ground, and you can't see. There are times, you know, you I'd slow down to 50 miles an hour because I can barely see from one line to the next, and it's just that thick. And I don't have fog lights in the pickup truck that I drive. I take the car as much as I can, but it seems like when I take the car, there is no fog. But when I take the truck, fog, I think it's just the way it happens. I look upstairs and I say, hey, what were you thinking? I didn't expect fog this morning. But can't do anything about it, man, except for not flying a helicopter, especially when you have people on board. I, you know, it wasn't just Kobe and the daughter that died. There was a whole family that, I mean, there was... It was nine people, including the helicopter pilot. Why would the helicopter pilot knowingly take his own life in his hands and let alone the lives of eight other passengers to fly to some sporting event? You, you could have driven there. It would have taken longer, but you could have called ahead. I mean, Kobe Bryant was a sports figure. I did his call and say, I'm not going to be there now. It's going to be two hours. So start it then. And whoever's, whatever event, they'll say, yes, sir, Mr. Bryant, and start the event then. <clears throat> maybe that's just the way I think I'm not sure but it seems to me like flying especially through the mountains in California if they were the hills and mountains of California flying a helicopter in the fog would not be something conducive of a great idea and I'm not trying to put anybody down I'm not trying to boost anybody up I am just saying the title of this episode is what were they thinking that is definitely uh, you can't pass up looking at this situation, helicopter in the fog doing 178 or 180 miles an hour when it crashed into the mountain. And nobody knew what was happening. It just boom, just all of a sudden because there was fog. They couldn't see. I feel so bad for everybody that was involved in that. My condolences to everybody that um, the survivors that had to, you know, bury their loved ones and take care of those types of things. Man, I did the same with my wife and it was a very tough situation. You have to be the strongest person you can be. And sometimes being strong means thinking smart. When you think smart, you don't give other people the room around you to look at you and point and say, what were you thinking? I hope that message sinks home. There, there needs to be more of that in this world nowadays, today. So I think I'm going to go ahead and close the episode out on that. Like, follow, and share. Um, if you know somebody who could use the, the, the tone of this episode or even the content matter, please send it to them, share it with them. You know, I mean, as some people, they are lost in life and don't know how to find their way and can't read a map. I can do all of those things, but I'm no means perfect. Nobody by any means is perfect. The things that I advise is more, I don't know, more of a mentor type of thing. I'm just putting out advice to offer so that other people maybe before doing something left 
they'll do something right and think. Thinking is important. That's all I got to say. Once again, let me just repeat. Like, follow, and share. And have a blessed day. We'll see you next time.